Goosebumps number 12. Be careful what you wish for by Arl Stein. It might come true. Make a wish. Samantha Bird is a klutz, an accident waiting to happen. She's the laughing stock of the girls' basketball team, and that mean, rotten Judith Bellwood is making her life miserable on and off the court. But everything's about to change. Sam's met someone who can grant her three wishes. For real. Too bad Sam wasn't careful what she wished for because her wishes are coming true and they're turning her life into a living nightmare. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. What you wish for. What you wish for. That's right. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Hi, you guys. Today is such a special day. It's like it's like a, it's, something I wished for. It's like Halloween morning. <laughs> <laughs> My wish has come true, you guys. Oh, it's not only me, Daniel Montgomery. And me, Matthew Scott Montgomery. But we have a special guest today. So- one of my favorite people on the planet. On God's I, green, we have green. Been so blessed. I know to have her with us. <laughs> please, please, please welcome Deborah Ann Wool. We are here to be scared. Oh my gosh! You guys probably know her from True Blood. She was Jessica Hamby on True Yay. Blood. And then you Hi will, y'all. Hi y'all. Hi y'all. Hi y'all. And you will know her as Karen Page of <laughs> Daredevil. Um, Netflix. On Netflix, that's that'll be available April 10th. April 10th. So awesome. probably it, by the time you're listening to this, very soon. Yes. If not already there, please watch. Oh gosh, we just love you, Deb. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. I love my boys. Oh, we love our crystal woman. Yes, we do, <laughs> Larissa. So before we jump into, be careful what you wish for, um, Deb. What is your, if any, history with goosebumps? Um, I totally read them when I was a kid. I did not read every single one mm-hmm. religiously, like you like, boys, like you did. You I'm did. so sorry. Thank you so much for coming, Deb. <laughs> it was great to have you. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, no, but I did, and I watched the television show, mm-hmm. and I read the books, and I it was so much fun rereading it again because I was like, I have totally read this one, but I didn't remember anything. Years and years ago. So it was that lovely, like, fam- like. Ugh. familiarity yeah. kind of. Deal, before you got here, Deb and I just had yeah. these clandestine like childhood chats we and did. I talked about my first experience of the Goosebumps book shoving and where it all nose. started. I shoving my, literally shoving my nose in the books. Yeah. I we were sh- we were commenting on how well kept our books are. Yes. Dan yes. and I have the, well, I, I keep them in my apartment, <laughs> um, but I have every single book originally from the 90s or whatever and this one's pretty, pretty well kept mm-hmm. and traveled with Deb to Australia. It did, it came to Australia. Oh, wow. Which makes me feel extra, extra special. <laughs> International Goosebumps. I read it in the Botanical Garden. Did you really? By the harbor, I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cultural. Wow. 
He's looking at birds. Come on, oh my gosh. Vulture. Fly away, bird. Fly away, bird. <laughs> Fly far, far away. Um, well, let's get into it. We just watched the TV episode, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the book first. Yes. Um, this um, one came out in our, originally in October. It was an October book. Funny. Yes. Okay. October 1993. And I'd like to point out that this book takes us back to um, a first-person narrative. Yes, mm. it does. Which I, I just love. And it's that's, also, been, that's been different? The other well, books have been when there? I, when I, classically, when I think of Goosebumps, when I think of them classically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic literature. Um, <laughs> I think of first-person. I think of I. I think of... Right. I, w- I was just watching The Haunting Hour today. You were? What episode? Yes, the very first episode. Ooh. And... Um, one thing that I don't love about The Haunting Hour is that you see the story from many people's perspective. Like, mm-hmm. the particular episode I was watching, you see it from the parents. And what I love about Goosebumps a lot of the time is that it's only from that person's perspective. Yeah, it's right. very, right. very it's rare. Very I can, I can rare think of, like, we... one or two books when hmm. it's when it steps really steps outside of a main person's perspective. Yeah, so, um, but for the first, you know, we're at number 12, for the first handful... Um, it's only first person every now and then. Interesting. Like, you know, saying I or whatever. Yeah. And are there scenes, even when it's third person, are there scenes without the protagonist? See, that that's what I th- I think I was just trying to say yeah. when there's like, there might, like, how I live in your basement, or, or I'm sorry, I live in your basement, not how I live in your basement. Wow. How get I killed together. your basement. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, it, it really specific scenarios. There's this Goosebumps book for Goosebumps 2000, number 12, Brain Juice, mm-hmm. where it switches point of view from kids and aliens and it goes back and I forth. Earl Stein loves that book. It's not my favorite. <laughs> that, that never happened. I guess that happens in I Live in Your Basement? Uh, does just, I Live in Your Basement is odd how it switches up it's things, strange. but it doesn't the happen that The structure of that's far. a little different, but yeah. for the, I'd say 99.9% of the time, you, right. only, uh, mm-hmm. you only experience what the main characters are okay. And I like that. And I think I think uh, Dan pointed out to you, Deb, when you when you took mm-hmm. the book on a uh, trip around the world that I put in the top left hand corner of the inside cover the I grade did. that I gave it mm-hmm. when I reread it when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. I, gave I, it, re- I as soon as I said that to you, Deb, I regretted saying that to you because I didn't <laughs> want that to to color your um, oh then should expectations. I, I'm, I was going to say the grade that I gave it, but is this going to color everyone's expectations who are listening to this episode? No. I, think, I think it's okay to say it. I now. think you can say I it. I gave it a B, but I think it's better than that. Mm. I think it's a B plus maybe even flirting with an A minus. Wow. I I had dismissed this one as like, oh, whatever, it's be careful what you wish for. But <laughs> when I read it, I really, really loved it. I thought it was actually I a total it was really blast. Fun. Matthew did text me while he was reading yeah. it and was saying how much. I mean, there's there. a lot more to it than I remember, especially the last 30 pages yes, are the that's most. That's what I was gonna fun. say. It's it like I was with good. you. I was like, this is a B all the way through, and at the very end, I was like, oh, flirting yeah. with an A minus. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's more to it than I remember. I have a newfound yeah. respect for "Be careful what you wish for." I really like this cover, the cover of the book. Yeah, this is one of those things, listeners. If you're listening and you Google the original cover, you will see what we're about to describe. But mm-hmm. there's also a new cover that I'm not super it's fond just of. They re, they re, uh, they reissued some I of the see. books with with new terrible. new covers that just aren't that really aren't that good. And I don't think it's even from a, like a purist place. Like I've known this one my whole life. I this think, one's better. I think it's objectively no, it's good. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, but the I'll cover of this later. one is. A is this si- the first time we see? T- Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Is this the first time we see T. Jacobus doing a human face? It might. It might be. Okay. It, it is T. Jacobus. I was gonna yes. ask. We, we we called him T. Jacobus growing up. I did too, and it should be for like 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 Jack O'Lantern. It should be like Jacobus. That's what it should be. <laughs> oh, I never thought of it that That's way. That's what wow, it should be. Wow, it's great having three different opinions here. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Jacobus, right? It's Jacobus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like Jacobus. I think he's though. gonna be Jacobus. For yeah, me. I do think this is the first time we see a f- 
No, we see faces in the girl cred monster, Daniel. Oh, we do. But this is right. this is Darn pretty. It. I don't know what I was thinking. This oh, a, and let's get invisible. Yeah, get it together, Daniel. Gosh. Wow, what a loser! I thought you guys were experts. Apparently not. I'm gonna go. Yeah, Daniel. Can you leave your notes? Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> My copious notes. So your Jacobius notes. Um, <laughs> so the cover of this book, it's a it's a crystal ball with it looks kind of like sand spinning around in mm-hmm. it with a lot with a lot of pleasing to my eyes warm colors that Very are dancing around. Very pink and purple. Yes, I like and there's and, purple. and it looks like there's a crack in the top mm-hmm. of the um, crystal ball, and there's spinning, swirling, dusty white sand ghost spirits flying out. Yes, they <laughs> um, and then there's them. a floating pair of hands that are perhaps touching and zapping that crystal ball. Perhaps mm-hmm. um, they have long red nails. Maybe um, it looks like a color that my mother used to wear called "I'm not really a waitress." <laughs> Um, <laughs> shout to Rosemary. What? What? Hey, Rosie Bud. This was one of the co- first covers that I saw of a Goosebumps book. Really? Yes. I was talking with Deb before you got here. <laughs> I was talking, the first one I ever saw was Why I'm Afraid of Bees. Oh, And it no. scared the shit out of me. You know, that's one of the ones that when I talk to people about this podcast, I, I'd say... Fifty percent of the time, people bring up why I'm afraid of bees. Really? Yes. I mean, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. I've only read that book once. I've read really? it more than once. I've tried to reread it. The last few. This is okay. The last few summers, I'm like, this is the summer I'm reading. Why I'm afraid of bees, and I make it like forty pages in, and then I don't finish. People it. always talk about it. Really? What number is that? When it's do you get seventeen? Oh, so close. Seventeen. Okay, so yeah. someday it will come. Very, to very, soon. very soon. I'm actually really looking forward to it. It's the book I've yeah. read the least in the series, and this one I it's probably also, read. It's also got a good color scheme. It's yeah. It does. I've read this one, I guess, twice or whatever, but now this is a newfound favorite, actually. It's a nice cover. It's not a scary cover. No. It's more of a, like, mysterious kind of cover. Daniel just pulled out. I just pulled from our selection why I'm afraid of bees. It's bright orange, and it's just so... It really, really scared me. The face is, like, photorealistic scary. Yeah, it really... that The the legs on the bee, they just frighten me. Listener, Google it if you get a chance. Google Mm -hmm. why I'm afraid of bees. Maybe... Google why I'm afraid of bees goosebumps. I don't know what'll come up if you Google why I'm afraid of bees. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. That so, sounds fucking terrifying. Let's get to the books. Yeah, let's so, get to the goods. Um, as you heard in the intro that Matthew did, so melodiously did. Um, Thank you. Our, our protagonist is, is Samantha Bird. That's right. Sam. This is how she's described in the book, that she has fine, light blonde hair, Tied in a ponytail on the right side of her head. That's Not the right. left. No, the that's right. right. And as soon the as right I read side. that, I, I knew I, I loved her. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I By I knew the I way, her. this was me. <laughs> Except I had like three of them. You had three? I had like three ponytails. Three wishes? Uh, three wishes and three ponytails. <laughs> a ponytail for each One wish for ponytail. <laughs> Um, I was such I was such a dork when I was in school, were, and I very much related oh, to poor Samantha Bird. Oh, do you have any pictures of you with three ponytails? Oh, I should have. I'm sure I do. Three ponytails. I'm sure do I whatever do. it takes to send them to me. <laughs> do whatever. I don't it takes understand where they're on the side of your. Just like, I had it would be like the side and then the back and then and then most of the time I would then bring them around into one. Because I thought it was like Deb, a hairdo, you guys. I would have thought you were the with coolest big, kid in oh, school. Oh, wait. With like big colored scrunchies. Like not even like little bands. <laughs> big like different color scrunchies. Wow. Got a Judith Bellwood over here. Oh, I'm sorry. Samantha <laughs> uh, Bird. Samantha I got Bird. the mix up. I'm sorry. No, no, no. All right. Well, good night, you guys. Night. I'm going home. <laughs> well, then let's get into who Judith, Judith is. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So 
Sam is our protagonist, and the antagonist of this book is Judith Bellwood, who makes Bird, Samantha Bird's life, just a living, a living Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Judith. Judith Bellwood Judith. is graceful, athletic, 5'2", really <laughs> perfect pretty. Perfect height. With, yeah, she's perfect. With pale, creamy skin, mm-hmm. big green eyes, and wavy, coppery hair. Now, this is a thing I've pointed out before, Deb, that Arl Stein loves him some redheads. Mm. He has redheads e- all almost in every single But the book. redhead is the bad guy. I know. Yeah. What's Something up with that? Happens that? As the bully has red hair. Mm. Yeah. I just love the idea of Samantha Burr with a pale, limp, blonde ponytail yes. on the... Like the side of her head. Like just... I, I want it like on the ninety degree <laughs> side. Of yeah, me too. I want it sticking straight out for a couple inches. Yeah, and then yeah going that's down. what I really, really want. I'd like to point out, um, on the first page of this book, she falls hard on her elbows and knees. I wrote yes. that down too. Um, and that is a trope. And we mentioned this, I think, last episode or a couple episodes ago, um, that we first pointed out because oh. that becomes. Arlstein loves using the phrase "fall so hard on my <laughs> elbows and knees." Now, Deb, have you ever Ow. fallen on your elbow? Does that not sound so it painful? It sounds really painful. I feel like I, I I fall on my palms and my knees, maybe, but elbows and knees. <laughs> Does it sound awful? Well, if you were a klutz like Samantha Bird, that's true. She's a real klutz, that's all right. right. There's a lot of basketball in this book. <laughs> yes. yes, that's what's keeping it from being an A, an a or an A minus, actually. <laughs> Here at Montrose Middle School. Mm-hmm. Well, I Montrose. would like to say that I also played basketball Did in you? seventh grade because I was the tallest girl at oh. school. Wow, you really are, Samantha Bird. Fly away, Dad. I know, I should fly, fly away. Um, <laughs> I was not, I was like good on the team for a little while because I was taller than everyone else. Right. And as soon as they all grew up, I was the worst. <laughs> so I stopped playing. Aww. Oh. You turned out just fine, Deb. I'm all right. Yeah, you're yeah. doing I did. I had fine. a textbook layup, though, so I'm like one oh, step above poor wow. Samantha Bird. Yeah, you didn't do it underhanded like no, she did. Underhanded no. toss. All right. <laughs> so let's get into the book. So uh, Samantha trips. She trips in math class. She does. Mm. It's basically the way we start off this On the book. way up to class where she's trying to figure out with four plus two equals six. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not an accident, you guys. <laughs> It's, yes. Nope. She's been she's been tripped by Judith Bellwood. Ugh. Obviously, her and red hair. Judith Bell. Judith makes some comment that that bird is trying to fly away. Can I tell trips. you? Yes. Can you guys guess how many times in this book there is the fr- phrase "fly away, bird"? Mm. Mm. Go two dozen. Twenty four. Yeah. So I'm gonna go twenty four. I was gonna go less than that. I was gonna say I was gonna say twelve for the book. Daniel's close. Okay. Without going over, it's 13. Ooh. 13. I count. Bless, bless you for counting. 24 sounds like what it should be. I know. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, That's kind of, actually. That's what it felt like yeah. to me. Yeah. So it's at, later at the lunch table, um, Samantha over here, Sam over here is Judith talk, telling some cool eighth graders. They're in seventh grade, by the way, like mm. almost every Goosebump character Goosebumps mm-hmm. character is how she tried to fly away during math class, <laughs> and Sam tries to yell back at her, but egg salad dribbles out of her mouth. <laughs> oh, what a great lip control! And like oh, the worst everyone, thing that could dribble. Everyone yeah, that's laughs. so gross. And yeah. then Sam decides. I love how aggressive her 
hatred for Judith is. Yeah. I do too. And so it's refreshing. It's, it, it is. And so she's not a victim. Sam, no, she's not. Sam yeah. gets up to. This is what it says in the book. Sam gets up to murder Judith. Yeah. <laughs> and then her best friend Corey comes down, sits sits and stops. <laughs> sits down next to her and stops her. And this is this is the description of Corey in the book. He's kind of he's kind of cute. He's uh-huh. dark brown eyes that crinkle up in the corners, a nose that's a little too long, and a crooked smile. So basically, Corey, call me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he has great hair that he never brushes and always wears an Orlando magic hat, which I think is a sports reference. And yeah. <laughs> he and Sam have a very sassy relationship yes, with each other. Do. Sam admits that she wants to murder Judith. And Corey says this line that's in the TV episode where he says, you know, like, you, you know, it makes no use to get mad at Judith. Judith is Judith. Yeah. <laughs> this wise How zen. Well, I also, I, before we go too far, I'm kind of... I was really intrigued at like the backstory of Corey that never really came to light. Yeah. Like these parents that like give him terrible lunches and yes. things. Like, it was this really like dark story that never got like he fleshed kind of out. He disappears yeah. halfway through the book and doesn't really come back. It's like he just buzzes off. Yeah. <laughs> what a tragic figure. I, I know. Feel. Yeah, he's, he's he deserved more. He did. Yeah, I'm gonna see that spinoff. There was no "Be careful what you wish for" too with Corey. Now that would have been great. That would have been interesting. Corey, that would have been really Corey, great. Well, Wishes for like a different family, maybe mm-hmm, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not too maybe late. We Corey's should tweet like the, maybe Corey's like the Greek chorus of the story. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's true. Wise with no real Just, history. He, yeah, his, his purpose is to yeah. keep he comes on Sam from murdering, from murdering Judith. Judith. Yeah. Well, uh, he, he Corey also says you can't murder Judith because the basketball team would never win a game. Then <laughs> this whole book is a lot about the basketball team. It is. And I also wrote down this note. We learn that Sam is terrible at basketball and has small hands. <laughs> so later that day, we're in home ec, and we're making tapioca pudding. Mm-hmm. I've never, okay. I've never had a home ec class. I, I learned what tapioca pudding is oh, from, I think from Goosebumps books. Oh. Because I've, the, in the TV episode for My Hairiest Adventure, they have tapioca. And I'm, I've never had it to this day. I don't know what it is. I don't. I know it's like rice pudding or something. Is like it that. rice pudding? Isn't it? I don't know. R- rice pudding is its own thing. So rice I don't pudding know is what rice pudding. Tapioca. <sighs> wow. Isn't boba like? Isn't that tapioca balls? Yes, I think you're right. Yes, so I don't I know. know you're right. So that's that's tapioca. I don't know. We, so know we should have done. We should have made tapioca tonight. Be eating it while we were talking. Slurp, slurp. And, yeah. Oh, what a what a what a fail. <laughs> Let's go make that right now. Okay, we're back with our tapioca pudding. Mm, It's so delicious. Taste these boba balls. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so they're making tapioca, and Judith... In the school where the teachers, they call teachers by their first names. Weird, right? At at Montrose Middle School, they call all the teachers by their first names. Weird! That weirds me out, It does. It weirds me out, That really weirds me out. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Daphne is the teacher. Sharon... Isn't Sharon the... I feel like Sharon's one of the teachers. Mm -hmm. When we were growing up, we would call each other's friends parents by their first name kind of as a joke be like hey terry hey rosemary you know like hey sue what's going on right like, kind of as a term of endearment kind of thing right. but like the idea of calling a teacher by their first name although i couldn't do it the first time i ever got detention pretty much the only time i got detention we had this teacher mrs silver and her first name was carol mm-hmm. yes and this is pretty funny. i got detention by calling her by her first name <gasps> and i wrote on the board i said what did i do dion do you remember well I, no like, we we sh- she was easy to sort of tease, basically. Yeah. Don't feel bad for her. No, no, she's oh, a rotten okay. person. I was starting no, to No, she wasn't really a bad. rotten person. She was just easy to tease. And, I don't know. Um, she was very sarcastic. And and Matthew would gotten detention for calling her Carol. Kind of jokingly, but he still got detention because she. I think she was in a bad mood that day. Mm. And 
So it was around Christmas, yeah. and Matthew wrote... Her, her last name was, was Mrs. Silver. Her last name was, her so name Matthew, was Carol I, Silver. Didn't you write Silver Bells on the board, and you said, my favorite Christmas, Carol Silver Bells. Yeah. <laughs> so she said... I was you, smart. You're like, no, I was just saying what my favorite Christmas Carol oh, is. Yeah, no. I was an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was obnoxious. Anyway, back to home ec. So back to home ec, J- Judith trips Sam... And, uh, put, and spills pudding all... No, wait. No, no, no. Doesn't Judith... Judith pretends to trip, spills it all over Sam's new Doc Martens. I think that's You're right. You're right. Yes. Her brand new blue Doc Martens. Which sounded so cool mm-hmm. to me, by the way. There's really some fashion cool. choices in there. Yeah. And then I wrote that Sam strangles Judith to death. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Then yeah. Daphne, she tries to kill her. Yes. In it's in a very like Homer Simpson choking Bart Simpson kind of yes. way because it's just very like spontaneous. Just like, oh, just oh, happens. Oh. The teacher Daphne stops them. Sam runs out into the hallway and says to herself <laughs> or to the reader, basically, if she had three wishes, they'd be destroy Judith, destroy <laughs> Judith and destroy Judith. I am so obsessed with this book and I'm actually obsessed with Samantha Bird. I, I think this book feels like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, it mm. does. Doesn't it? It does. Because it's that thing where you get a, a troubled protagonist. It's kind of like um, the Haunted Mask in a way where it's yes, like... Yes, it is. Troubled protagonist. It comes from a place of hurt where they yeah. make, end up making kind of bad decisions that have consequences. Yes. 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 It's very Tales It's dark. It, you know, it she's dark. not a victim. It's yeah. not just happening to her. She's inviting it. Yes, this is a true. Surpri- I, think this I is, love that stuff. This is ultimately a surprisingly dark book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I, that's why I was mentioning something last episode. That's how I feel like Pixar villains are mm. because they come from a place of hurt and mm-hmm. they end up making some bad decisions and then they come twisted into villains. Mm-hmm. We've been to Pixar. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's right. Mm, can't really talk about it though, but um, <laughs> leaving on a tour. Uh, so after school is, is basketball practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam's a total klutz. Judith calls her stork. Basketball, basketball, oh, basketball. And, you know, they've had an aggressive day. Guess how many times she calls her stork in this book. I counted. One, One time. Yeah. <laughs> So this is, they've had an aggressive day, right? Yes. There's yeah. the trip at the beginning, the second fake out trip, she's GTI. the murder. She's going through it. Yeah. She's going through it. She's GTI. They both die for the ba- a, bas- a basketball. I don't know how basketball practice works, even though I played it. Deb, you have to fill us in. And somehow, somehow Sam gets kneed in the chest, and then she can't breathe, and, and then blacks she out. And <laughs> Deb, sometimes in, if you've listened to Deadcast before, we like yeah. to talk about the end chapter breaks. Right. At the end of a chapter where it sets up a ridiculous sort of... Right. So do you have the chapter break? I do. This, this right. is how this chapter ends. She gets knee in the stomach, and page 17. I uttered a weird gasping noise, sort of like a honk of a sick seal, and I Ooh. realized I couldn't breathe. Everything turned red, bright, shimmering red, then black. I knew I was going to die. <laughs> Chapter four. Having her breath knocked out of you really has to be the worst <laughs> feeling in the world. It's just so scary trying to breathe and you just can't. I really thought I was dead meat. So funny. I would absolutely love it if if, if one of those books ended like that. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew I was going to die and then I died. The end. Yeah. And that's it, yeah. I, I like can that. believe, if there were a book where I could believe that, it might be this one. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, This is true. a dark book. It is dark. There's a lot of rage and in this one. Lots of twists and turns. So, um, Sam is fine. Judith tries to apologize. I put that in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam isn't having it. And she's in such a total rage. She storms out, goes, decides to go for a, bi- a bike ride in the darkening afternoon, yeah. after mm-hmm. practice, and she reaches Jeffers Woods. Ooh. <laughs> I want to go to Jeffers Woods. 
<laughs> yes. Thank you, Deb. I wonder if it looks like, oh, oh, what's the name of that park in Brooklyn that we went to? Prospect, Prospect park. park. Prospect Park. Mm, that's way too pretty. No, that's Jeffers strange. Woods is like, you Jeff- can't see through it. Jeffers Woods feels yeah. like a North Carolina woods. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Blair Witch Woods. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Come on, Blair Witch. Come on, Blair. It's got sick And th- this is that moment in the book. Arl Stein sometimes creates this delicious ambiance of, yes. of rain and lightning mm. and, and sets that mood. That yes. portentous weather. Yes. And what did you just say? Portentous weather? Portentous. Yes, that was a SAT word. That's well, very good. I used to be a tutor. <laughs> wow. Although they don't have vocab on the test anymore. Boring facts by Daniel Montgomery. <laughs> Hashtag portentous. Portentous. So uh, she, she, she is going to ride through the woods, but decides to stop because Smart. of the rain and lightning. And she turns around and sees a woman. And then I wrote page 20 for description. Okay. This is the woman that she sees. Mm-hmm. She wasn't young and she wasn't old. She had dark eyes like two black coals on a pale white face. Her thick black hair flowed loosely behind her. Her clothing was sort of old-fashioned. She had a bright red heavy woolen shawl pulled around her shoulders. She wore a long black skirt down to her ankles. Mm. So it's this creepy woman. I got used to seeing the t- television episode Me too. I've seen more this... frequently than I've read the mm. book, so I forgot that the description is quite different. Yeah. You know, it's a quite different. And isn't there a line, and maybe, forgive me if you, I just zoned out and you literally just said this, but they she, she couldn't tell if she was 20 or 60. Yeah. I wrote that down, yes. She speaks to her. Yeah. The old woman speaks to her. Old woman. The woman speaks to her and... She says she can't tell if she's like... Well, I remember it was things like when she felt good about the woman, she seemed young. And then when she was more scared of the woman, she seemed older. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like it would flip. She would be like, I saw her and she looks so beautiful and young. And And then then something scary happens. She goes and now she looks That's really frightening. Great detail, Arl Stein. I love that. So the woman says to her, I'm I'm lost and I need to get to Madison Avenue. Can and, you take me to Madison Avenue? And Sam's like, oh girl, that's far away. And she says, oh, but can you take me there? I'd be ever so grateful. <laughs> and she's also, she also has a purple bag. She has long, uh, she's long black boots on with tiny buttons up the side and okay. I'm living for her fashions. Yeah. Have we said, has she said her name yet? She hasn't said her name yet, but it starts to rain and she says, I love the rain. Without the rain, what would wash the evil away? (laughs) (laughs) And then she says her name and she says, I'm Clarissa, the The crystal crystal woman. woman. (laughs) I'm dying. I'm dying for this. I love this book. I love how, I'll say this now, how in the book, her name's Clarissa, but in the TV episode, it's very clearly Clarissa. Yeah. (laughs) Clarissa. Clarissa. I love that name. So they, I love how the the crystal woman is never explained. No, it's never qualified. It's just no. something that everyone should know. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the crystal, crystal woman. woman. And Sam's yeah. like, okay, well then I'll take you to Madison Avenue. <laughs> yeah. So they, she takes her. She takes yeah. her Madison Avenue. There's a moment where a Isn't car. Is it raining the whole time? It is. It yes. starts to the rain. The idea of this just walk walking with your bike in the rain mm-hmm. with this old woman, mm-hmm. or this woman. So this happens. Uh, a car comes careening down the street. Mm-hmm. A station wagon. Careening. Careening down the street. And uh, and almost hits Clarissa, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clarissa and no, we have to call her Clarissa. Okay, no. Clarissa <laughs> and Sam. Sam either she doesn't pull her to the side, but says, "Look out!" to her. 
to, to, to the crystal woman. And the crystal woman says, it's so nice of you to care about a total stranger. And then in an icy cold grip grabs her arms and says, thank you. I want to repay you for your kindness yeah. for looking out for me. I want to give you a three wishes three. and pulls out of her purple bag a grapefruit-sized, red, sparkling glass ball. I thought about this for a very long time. I was thinking about... Very recently... This is so boring. Very recently, the idea of crystal balls is really fascinating to me. Like, how you make them and what they are and, like, what exactly is happening there and, like, how you make it red. And was it, like, blood red? Is it glowing Mm. when she brought it out? Like, is... How does... I? I don't understand. I'm yeah, so, it's so, so it's enigmatic to and me. This ball to glows like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> this ball glows. It glows red. And so Sam has her first wish, you know? And her first wish is, my wish is to be the strongest player on the basketball team. And doesn't the ball glow red and her eyes glow red? Yes. yes. I even wrote that down. Cla- yes. Clarissa's eyes glow red too. And and it's that thing, like in what... in. Welcome to Dead House. When they, when they, in the scene where they actually say "Welcome to Dead House," I, you know, I used to live in Dead House, and it's like the 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 undead people. Their eyes glow. Mm-hmm. They're speaking, and sometimes when R.L. Stein writes that, I, I think is there are they literally glowing? Yeah. Or is that just he just describing the setting and the scene like mm. figurative? Like glowing. there's fire behind right, them, right, like figurative right. fire, like in the lights. I like and to try to take is, him for his word. And this well, is literal. I, I think, think this has to be literal because if you're going to have a glowing red, you know, a glowing red fortune teller's ball, glass right. ball, and then talk about glowing eyes, you're trying to put those images together. Do you remember the time the three of us got our fortunes told? I yes. do. She didn't have a crystal ball, did she? She, she, she read her palms? She read, she read palms, palms. And, and tarot. Somebody got a tarot reading oh. as well. At the Haunted Hayride one yeah. year. Was she years correct? Years ago. I don't remember anything. I, you know, I, I remember, remember a little bit about it. She said, I remember what she said specifically. Yeah. She said, Deb, you have one career that's successful, but there's going to be a second career that's going to end up being even more well, successful. Well, she kept asking if I was a writer. writer. And I, I was remember like, that. no, I'm yeah. not a writer. And and she kept saying that, like, that, I guess that was where I was going, I was headed. Yeah. Is to being a writer. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet, so. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> that part. Yeah, maybe she was wrong. I, I want to get. Oh, well, what I liked about her, though, is, like, I felt like it wasn't. She wasn't conning us. Whether we believed her or not is, is like was totally separate from the fact right. that she completely believed what she was saying right. to us. Yeah, yeah. She really felt like she was reading something honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I want to I I have my reading with a crystal ball. Yeah. I do too. But I never believed The Psychic that. Eye and Sherman Oaks. Yeah. They do readings with the crystal ball? Yes, they do. Wow. I have to go do that. Although, All right. I, anyway. Let's just finish up here first. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we have a little we have a little home life scene with mm-hmm. Sam, annoying little brother, mm. uh, older, older brother. brother, older brother, yes, yes. and yes. not not that annoying. He's like the only one who sort of listens. to He's her a too. glasses wearing bookworm named Ron. So in other words, call me Ron. <laughs> What are you waiting My for? My kind of point of pointing that out is every single book has an annoying little brother or annoying it's little true. sister. It's true. It's rare okay. that there's an older brother. Yes, it, it happens is. in um, Say Cheese and Die. Mm. Mm-hmm. But for this one, yeah, he older brother, and she wants to play basketball with him to see if the wish worked, you know? Right. Yes. And she, they, they play shoot hoops after dinner, and it turns out she's worse. Yeah. 
She's real bad. She's still just awful. And there's a funny little moment where Ron. This is one. This is the worst chapter break in the book. I feel like if that's what you're about <laughs> to yes, say. Yes, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. But I love so, it. So what happens is they're pl- they're shooting hoops or whatever you do with a basketball and textbook um, layup. Uh, layups. Layups. That's it. Yes, yeah, thank yeah. you. And Ron <laughs> blocks the shot and she screams out in her rage. Her blackout suppressed rage and says i wish you were a foot tall and then freaks out and says oh my god what did i do was that my second wish and the ball bounces away and ron trots off to go get the ball and then when he comes back he's actually a foot tall oh no wait it's her dog pumpkin I think I rolled my eyes while I was reading it. I'm like smiling and rolling my right, eyes. Right. Oh, so I was like, oh, punkin. Punkin. Oh, punkin. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, another day, another dollar. Judith tries to trip Sam at lunch. What else is new? Flyaway uh, bird number six. La la loo. There's a moment in the lunch table. I thought this was like a funny little 90s reference when there were guys tossing around a pink haired troll <laughs> doll. Yes. Who doesn't want a troll doll? Who doesn't want Blue Doc Martens? That's right. Wow, that's true. I'll take the Blue, blue Doc Martens, in fact. Deb, I need, I need you tomorrow night. I'm going to look for a picture, yes. Blue, I need, no, I need Blue oh, Doc oh, oh. Martens, and I want a side Blue Doc Martens side my tail. Okay, you got <laughs> and it. And you have to use Portentous in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I will definitely attempt we're, to We're do referring that. to the, da- the dare, Daredevil premiere. I have all these stipulations for Deb to do with the Daredevil premiere, whether Port- she wants to or not. Portentous is easy. Doc Martens and side ponytails going to be a little harder. <laughs> Just but I think for, I can do anything at the party, so. Just okay, for okay, two okay. minutes. Just for two minutes, please. And I'll take a picture. And... <laughs> It'll be fantastic. So, uh, fly away, Deb. So that, so anyway, la la Lu, blah, blah, blah. There's a basketball game mm-hmm. that day. Of course. So, and Sam's, the game's going on as normal. Sam starts off as a total klutz. And then she starts to notice that can Judith, I pause you for a second? Please. Deb, did you see this coming? Did you remember what happened here? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I did predict this was the way this was going to go. Sure. Um, that everyone else was going to be worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that would make her the strongest mm-hmm. player. I think just because she, the, the crystal woman is so ominous in the yeah. book, she's really, there's nothing like silly about her, which is kind of like in the... In the TV episode, episode, she's a little sillier. She's a little kookier. I really got the sense that, like, this is kind of a mean lady who, like, wants to trip her up. Yeah. Um, So I was like, this is going to turn out bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what happens. All the other girls on the team, including Judith, are terrible. Including, what's her name, Anna, who's always wearing orange lipstick? Well, and worse than, like, they're terrible at basketball, like, they're, like... Yes. Sick. They're very, like, she, very. Like, they're yawning. They feel sick. They're basically moving in slow motion. And off the basketball court, like it isn't just during basketball. Like That's that right. was the part that got me because I assumed that like as soon sick. as they were in the locker room, they'd, be they'd all bounce back. No, but no, no. no. At one point, Judith, Judith falls over and she just straight up doesn't get up. Yeah. Wow. She, um, yes, Matthew, you were pointing out that the other sort of bully is mm. Anna. Who we don't really, who's like Judith's best friend or whatever. Right. I just thought that there's one funny line that was in this that particular chapter that, where Anna had lip, red lipstick smeared on her chin. Yeah. And Sam says she wears more lipstick than all the seventh graders put together. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little floozy. Again, yeah, deep dark backstory. I know. Yeah, the what's Corey going and on Anna there? story, please. That's right. Well, Judith, Judith is like so, is so popular and everybody mm. loves her. Or whatever. Anna has to do something to stand out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Judith, thing she can do. be careful what she wish for too. <laughs> I know. Let's make it happen. Wow. So, uh, 
Sam ultimately realizes her wish has come true and yeah. she's devastated or no, she's not. She loves it. Says my notes. <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely loves it. She enjoys being the star. And after the game, Judith is like, something's up. This yeah. seems weird. And Sam's like, well, maybe you guys are coming down with the flu. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will feel better tomorrow. Or will you? Then she kind of starts stalking Judith a little bit, yes. I feel like. Don't you agree, Daniel? Sam starts... Yes. Yes. Well, she goes over... She calls well, yes, her house and then goes well, over Well, what there? happens is the next day, Judith and Anna don't show up for school. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like... Did I kill them? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like I had wanted to earlier. Mm-hmm. Like my and she, wish. Sam even goes to visit the school nurse, Audrey. Yeah, that's and right. And asks if they've been there. And she says, yeah, they're, they've been, you know, they have the flu. They're gone from school for a week. And Sam's like, oh gosh, what did I do? And then basketball practice ends up being canceled because everybody's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam's like, I have to reverse the wish. Yeah. Right. I have to do something. She decides to go back to Jeffers Woods to mm-hmm. see if she can find Clarissa. Does she see like an old, a woman leaning down or something? And she's like, it's Clarissa. Then she turns and around it's and it's not, not her. Yeah. It's just a woman a with mom. her kids or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love this moment too because... Sam's like, I have to go to Jeffers Woods. I have to go to Jeffers Woods. And then she bumps into her mom, who's at school, and says, time to get your braces. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, poor Sam. So Sam gets her braces. And she calls Judith after school. And Judith is very weak on the phone and says, did you cast a spell on on us? Yeah. And Sam's like, how did you know? Judith jumps very quickly to that. She does. It's very crucial. I love how long it takes Sam to believe that her wish might come true. Yeah. She spends like a whole day and a half trying to be like, oh, it probably won't happen. But like, Judith Judith is on it. No, Judith almost immediately thinks Sam is definitely a witch. definitely a witch. Well, we'll get to that. So this is what happens next. Oh, this, this is, um... Uh, so Sam, the, she doesn't go find, go to find, mm-hmm, I'm going to speak today. <laughs> here we go. Here, here it comes. Let's try it again. Yes. She, it's not braces day. Uh-huh. Let's try that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the day after Sam has gotten her braces and when she made that phone call to uh-huh. Judith. Great. And sh- this is when she decides to go look for Clarissa again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she finds her there huddled at the side of the road and screams at her, I need to make another wish. I need to make another wish. And then she realizes, no, it's just a blonde woman in a purple beret with two <laughs> kids playing frisbee. <laughs> woman in a purple beret with two kids playing, playing frisbee. frisbee. That's amazing. Not Clarissa. <laughs> Not, Not the Clarissa. crystal woman. She still screams at the woman that I need to make another wish. <laughs> so she goes to Madison Avenue and thinks she may see Clarissa there. She ain't there. Nope. Nope. And then she then she rides by Judith's long, low, redwood ranch-style house. Uh-huh. R.L. Stein mm-hmm. loves ranch yeah, style. Do you know what a ranch-style house I do. Is? Would you tell us what it is? It's just one story. That's is right. It? Yeah, that's it. I think that's what it is, right? But. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. So we show up to Judith's long, low, redwood ranch style house. <laughs> Sam knocks on the door and and uh, her Ju- Judith's mom opens the door and, and says, Judith ye- yells up the stairs, <laughs> Judith, you have a visitor. And I wrote in my notes, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> up the stairs? So, uh. 
She goes up the stairs of the ranch-style house. Make up your mind. There was a <laughs> moment in uh, um, Welcome to Camp Nightmare where they they talked about how the mess hall had no windows, no windows, no windows. Right. Yeah. Right. Chapters right. later, it's like, I was in the mess hall sitting by the window. <laughs> Make up your mind. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, Sam goes into to Judith's room. Judith calls her a stork, says fly away bird, and then says witch. Now this was this was the turning point for me where mm-hmm. this book went from pretty good to pretty damn good because I don't think witches aren't something that come up a whole lot in Goosebumps books. Mm-hmm. In true. Chicken Chicken it comes up. Well, it came but, up Monster Blood a little bit. Yes, but we we the series itself doesn't have a lot of witches, which I feel like is such Surprising. a natural horror yeah. trope. We have werewolves a few times, we have vampires, you know, whatever, but like we don't have like a real classic kind of straight up mm. witch. So I love the idea. This just made me so happy of a sick girl in bed, a dimly lit bedroom that's cloudy, stormy outside, pointing at another 12-year-old girl screaming, Wh- "Witch." Mm. Deb, would witch. you would you read what the exact line Absolutely. that Judith says to Sam? You're a witch! You're a witch! I've talked to all the girls, they agree. You're a witch! You're a witch! <laughs> <laughs> and this is Sam's response. She says, Judith, I I never would have done it if you hadn't been so horrible to me. <laughs> I saw Goody Bird dance with <laughs> So, so Judith's mom hears this and says, I'm so sorry. Like She's yelling at you. You're a witch. She's delirious. She has the flu. And this Sam runs amazing. out as Judith keeps chanting, you're a witch. <laughs> you're a witch. <laughs> and when she gets outside, Sam screams into the air. I wish Judith would disappear. I really do. And then behind her, a voice says, very well, that will be your second wish. Yes. She's creepy. She like wants to be mean. She does. But then at the same time, this is my favorite part of the book. So the, so the, like she's super creepy and she wants Sam to fail. Right. Right. But at the same time, she's like the most abiding (laughs) wish granter I've ever read. She's like, all right. So your last one doesn't count. Have a new one. Yeah. So I don't like, mind. Let's don't break mind. the rules. Yeah. We'll take that one back. Yeah. What do you want to do now? I know I said three. It's going to be like five, maybe six. Do you guys wonder what she was doing at Madison Avenue, where she was going, and why she needed to be there? There's but, so many But part questions. of me, see, this is this is my thing. I think she was there for Sam. I'm yes. with you. Yeah, you're I think it was right. all you're about right, Sam. Deb. She like saw that girl. She was like, she, that's she, a good one. She yes. didn't have to go to Madison Avenue. Uh-uh. Oh, you're right. You were right. You so, guys know Clarissa. She, yeah. So Clarissa, Clarissa is, so Clarissa, black hair blowing in the wind, mm. red ball glowing, eyes glowing, makes that wish happen. Right. And Sam runs towards her and screams, no, and then trips and falls. <laughs> Falls hard on her elbows, elbows and, and knees. knees. And when she gets up, the crystal woman's gone. Mm. That afternoon, later that afternoon, um, Sam and Ron are playing ping pong. And she tries sport to... sport that she's pretty good at, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And she tries to tell Ron what's going on. He makes fun of her. And I love this moment. Sam goes up to her room and... In a moment of Arl Stein, I think, trying to identify with, with 12-year-old girls... Yes. He just has a, a paragraph or two of her trying different hairstyles on herself. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. I'm living it's as for if, that. As if that's self-soothing. Yes. She's afraid that she's murdered one of her classmates, so she's going to self-soothe. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you do when you're stressed mm-hmm. out, Deb? You go that's to the mirror immediately and try different try styles. Try three, maybe mm-hmm. four ponytails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You can always tell Maybe how four. stressed out Deb is how many ponytails she has. Ooh, it's a five ponytail day. <laughs> so, uh... So she decides to call Judith to see if she's disappeared. Stalking right. Judith. Am I she wrong? Starts, so she, you know, she's made Judith sick, right? She needs to now leave she's her worried alone. that Judith has actually Just disappeared. disappeared. Right. And she call she calls Judith and it rings and it rings and it rings. Yeah. And then Judith picks up. And so Sam <laughs> hangs up. She's like, all right, fine, cool, cool. So the next morning, Sam wakes up. Nobody's home. She thinks everybody just you know she wakes like, up late forgot about her yeah she goes to school notices there's nobody on the roads mm-hmm. nobody in the in at school the nobody rapture. she thinks and she doesn't pick up on it quickly no at it takes all her a long takes her a long time, time. she's like we all pick up on it yeah i know we know exactly what's happening she's like oh my parents are probably just at work oh there people are probably in an assembly when i would be oh. like this is your second wish kid yeah. like you should this should be come right? on you knew it didn't go well the first time come she on. realized she's hungry and she freaks out and says what i'm gonna do so she has a peanut butter sandwich she has a peanut butter sandwich then she, and then sounds pretty good mm-hmm. and she, she freaks out I, i'm not that it does take her too long to understand what's going on i'm not that mad at her because her wish is that Judith would disappear. It's true. That's right. true. This is off. So why would way. everybody disappear? Yeah. So she's but at, so at the same time such supernatural strange things have been happening so yeah. I feel like she would put sure, two and yeah. two together. Although I also like she had those practical thoughts of like two, so. what would I get for food? Do I have to steal? Yes. Yeah. And I was like you kind of murdered a girl so yeah. I think this <laughs> yeah. is an easy step. Yeah. I, I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing all of a sudden seems seems really doesn't quite seem simple. that bad. Yeah. You're, yeah. A yeah. You're, you're a witch. You're a witch. You're a witch. You're a witch. So she hears somebody. All the girls agree that <laughs> you're a witch. We all talked about it. We Talk. all told the. I've talked to all, all the girls. girls talked to all the agree. girls. Agree yeah. that you're a, you're witch, a witch. You're a witch. You're a witch. <laughs> I love that she was shrieking it sitting in her bed. Too. <laughs> Even while Sam runs outside, she's still in bed really? shrieking, "You're a witch! You're a witch!" Her mom's like, "She's just delirious with the flu." I remember the last time I had the flu, Matthew came over and I just started shrieking at him, "You're a witch!" <laughs> Even when I was outside, when I left, I could hear it down down the street. He was still in his room. It was my fever. Yeah. So she hears somebody walking around in her house. Ah, it's scary. It's Clarissa. This is what Clarissa's wearing. Ooh, a bright me. red shawl. She uh, changes her clothes? A yeah. black <gasps> jumper. A white high-collared blouse. I can't imagine that. <laughs> well, okay, uh, when I read this, I was I realized I didn't understand completely what a jumper is. Because mm. doesn't she talk about having pants underneath the jumper or something like that? I don't know about all that. A jumper is what? It's like a. I think it's, it, it's shorts, but it's like overalls with shorts. Like it could be, it could be shorts or pants with yeah, like like shoulder straps. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's so what she's I think wearing. That's a jumper, and a romper is one without straps. Oh, right. romper. Or no, okay. no, a romper. I. I have no idea. You lost me. I had a friend of mine who had a romper, and a romper was like it's like a tube top shorts dress. Oh. Yes. <laughs> What if it has sleeves? What is that? Uh, a tromper. A, that's a tromper. <laughs> that's a tromper. Okay. okay. That's a tromp suit. I'm no longer confused. Ladies and gentlemen, we figured tromp it out. It's yeah. a jump. A tromp it's suit. a short sleeve jumpsuit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if there's no if there's no pants, it's short shorts. It's a short sleeve tromp suit. It's tromp a score tromp dress. Got yeah. it. <laughs> a tromp dress. <laughs> Such a tromp. <laughs> so Clarissa's lady wearing, in the tromp. So Clarissa's wearing a tromp dress. Yeah. And <laughs> and she says she's she said sorry, magic's unpredictable. I granted the wish the best I knew how. Yeah, right, Clarissa. <laughs> I, I, what? And she says I came back because I assumed you wouldn't be happy. 
Really? See, she's like really invested yeah, in this. she is invested. And then she says, be very careful about your final wish. See, I think she's baiting her. Yeah? I think, I think she's making it go kind of wrong, and then she keeps coming back because she wants it to be worse. Mm, I think Clarissa, Clarissa, yeah. is a very, very dark She character. knows what she's doing? She does. Well, then this is what happens. Sam takes some time to think about what her last wish is going to be, mm. and she says that she wishes everything would go back to the way it was before, except... Judith would think that Sam is the greatest person mm-hmm. who's ever lived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That red ball glows, Clarissa disappears, all of a sudden we've time traveled back to earlier that morning. Right. right. And everything's normal. This is where it goes from being pretty damn good to being pretty damn great for me. Yeah, this is <laughs> when it gets fun. Favorite this is, kinds this of is Matthew's favorite kind yeah. of anything. My favorite kind of entertainment is movies where usually it's it's usually women. Women get obs- a woman gets obsessed with another woman and kind of takes over and ruins Sin- her life. That's a Sing- really single specific- white female, like yeah. the yeah. fan or the crush, oh. or um, there's this Lifetime movie called Best Friends. Uh, no, Friends to the End. Friends I'm sorry. To the end. Um, that kind of stuff. The roommate. Do you say the roommate I already? I said the roommate with Leighton Meester and Minka Kelly. Like I love that kind mm. of stuff. There's something about that. I don't it's know if so I funny identify with it or something. But like, Gosh, it makes me. It's cackle. my favorite kind of entertainment. So it's that kind of thing where where this is not exactly what happens. And be careful what you wish for. But but like you know, Deb, if you met a yes. if you had a friend named Clarissa and Clarissa became obsessed with you and but. Clarissa convinced Daniel and I that there's something wrong with you, and she we love Clarissa happened, more than we love you. Oh. It happened, and our friend, you know, Abby Cobb, mm-hmm. um, did a uh, 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 a stint on nine hundred two one zero, nine hundred two one zero, where she played that kind of character, who was like the innocent little cousin who shows up and then ruins everything Ooh. and gets obsessed, and only in front of Sinead Grimes, but then. Uh, <laughs> But everybody else thinks, everyone she's, else like, thinks she's really, right, really right, great. Right. But then when she's alone with Sinead Graham, she's like, yeah, I'm going to take But then you look life. crazy because you're like, no, she's not yeah, really exactly. nice. That's my favorite yeah. kind of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens here is not dissimilar. Uh, oh. she's, on her way to, she's on her way to school. <laughs> Everything's fine. And she sees that Judith is there and waiting for her outside. And Judith is wearing a ski hat. Takes off her ski hat and realizes that she has cut her hair sh- shorter and put it in a side pony. Just like Sam Just does. like Deb's wearing tomorrow night at the premiere. And so, Tune in. <laughs> and Judith is over the top nice to Sam, is complimenting her, complimenting her on her ribbed Gap t-shirt. <laughs> yes. And, and is just like just kissing her butt. Mm-hmm. Kissing her butt all the way to school. Female, yeah. And they get to school and... Judith is acting crazy, ignoring all her friends, ignoring Anna with her orange lipstick, mm-hmm. and is just comes up to Sam and is like, "I want. Can you help me practice? Can we practice your foul shot? I want to be just like you. I think you're the greatest." And she won't leave Sam alone yes, all day. She bar- stalking. She borrows her notes, follows her to the water fountain, sits next to her at lunch, compliments her nonstop on ridiculous things. People are laughing. And that afternoon is a basketball, <laughs> a basketball game. game. And <laughs> this sequence made me laugh out loud, actually. This is so and funny so, to me. When they're running onto the, the how does that say, the field, the court? I don't yes. know. Thank you, Deb. When, yes. when I am the basketball expert. Yeah, court? Is. Is that, it's it's so that's court. why we brought you on for this episode, mm-hmm. so you could talk to know how much you love basketball. Yeah. It's my life. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It's basketball first, writing second, then, <laughs> then acting. If you have time. All right. If, yeah. yeah. And uh, Judith sc- screams out when Sam runs into the court. There she is. 
here comes our star. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. And she's totally serious. It's yes. hysterical. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot this part. And, and, and when Judith jogs up, Sam, uh, uh, Sam jogs up, Judith's like, you guys, don't you think we should vote for Sam as team captain? <laughs> and Sharon or whatever is like, let's just play the game. Yeah. Chill out, Judith. And during the game, Judith copies literally everything Sam does. Every klutzy move she makes, every time at she one, drops at one, all, at one point, Sam trips and falls head first into the bleachers. <laughs> so Judith trips and falls <laughs> head, head first into the bleachers. <laughs> Isn't Sam the greatest, you guys? She is. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah. Anna calls her out, calls, calls Judith out on this. Yeah. And... They get into a fight about it mm-hmm. over Sam, and they get kicked out of the game. And Sam realizes that this is not going to stop. Right. Judith, and it's later that night. Judith, Sam's at home, and she's thinking about it, and she see, she sees a shadowy figure in her closet. When I was reading this, I was like, "Please be Judith. Please be Judith. Please be Judith." <laughs> and it turns out Judith has been hiding in her closet, fell and asleep, fell asleep, <laughs> and woke up and screams out, "You promised me we'd study, remember?" <laughs> It's my favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> so I Ju- love it. So Sam's like, you've got to leave. Like, get out of my house. Yeah. What are you doing And her here? parents are like, are you on the phone? She's like, no. In the morning, Judith is there again and tries to walk to school. And Sam completely loses it and starts running away from her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Starts running away from her and um, trips, you know, as she does. And Judith is right there, right there with her. And it turns out it's not Judith who's right there. <laughs> it's Clarissa. The crystal woman's back. And she says, I could tell you were unhappy again. I'm going to offer you mm. another wish uh-huh. mm-hmm. to cancel out the third wish. And so this is Sam's wish. Sam says, I wish I'd never met you, Clarissa, and that you'd met, you'd met Judith instead. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of brilliant. Yes. In a way. Yeah. It is. But. So the ball glows red. All of a sudden, Sam is transported to like the edge of the Jeffers Woods, basically. Sees Clarissa and Judith talking. And Judith yells out to Sam, sees her there, and says, why don't you fly away, bird? Number 13. (laughs) And um, will you read, Deb? Mm Mm-hmm. Will you read from here? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I heard Judith say, Bird, why don't you fly away? But that didn't make any sense. I was so happy, so deliriously happy. I was free, totally free. I suddenly felt so different, lighter, happier. Let Judith have her wishes, I thought gleefully. Let her see what it's like. Tilting my head, I saw a juicy brown earthworm (laughs) poke its head up from the ground. All of a sudden, I was feeling pretty hungry. I jabbed my head forward and caught the end of the worm. Then I ate it. Very tasty. I fluttered my wings, testing the wind. Then I took off, flying low over the woods. The cool breeze felt so refreshing against my feathers. As I fluttered my wings harder, swooping higher into the sky, I glanced down and saw Judith. She was standing beside Clarissa. Judith stared up at me from the ground, and I guess she got her first wish because she had the biggest smile on her face. 
I love this for many reasons. Oh, it's so, so good. good. It's so dark and it's fucked so up. Good. It's so dark. And I love it's that. It's the twistiest twist. I ending. love that it's played like Sam still doesn't yeah. get it. No. Yeah. Well, she's a bird. Yeah. Like, she's just happy. Yeah. I don't know. I oh, think it's so good. I do too. So this might even be an A minus, yeah. actually. It's, this is some good stuff. Yeah. It's good. I, such all that stuff. And this is all happens pretty. I realized I was like, I'm like 120 pages in. And I was like, and it, the, it, he really crams in a lot of really great stuff mm-hmm. at the very, very mm-hmm. end. A lot of really satisfying, good, twisty kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So we just watched the TV episode right now, which is pretty different, actually. Yeah, it really is, different. I think it does a good job of. Of, of presenting the book, and I think it fixes the second wish thing. That I I prefer the second wish in the TV show. Actually. I do too. The, is the that the flies? Off. Yes. Well, let's get there. So yeah. this okay. is the first episode of season two. The very is first. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It aired on August tenth, nineteen ninety six. Okay. And we start off at basketball practice. Mm-hmm. And it's very reminiscent to me of the witch episode of Buffy. It's season very one. similar mm-hmm. to that. Um, the the Sunnydale Razorbacks, mm-hmm. the 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 Sunnydale High School team mascot or whatever has the same colors as this school does. There's also the same type of music playing. Yeah, there's some yes. serious jock jams which I'll insert here. So good. So good. Love yes, it. I love it. And we were dancing. We were having a great time. And so Ju- Judith and Sam look different than they are described in the yeah, book. Yeah, Judith, Sam is tall, um, but she doesn't have of, a side ponytail. And she's, as soon, a, br- she's as, a brunette. As, she as has. soon as we saw, <laughs> so as soon as we saw Sam, Deb said out loud, she doesn't have a side ponytail. <laughs> yes, yeah. And all was seriousness. so important. Yeah. <laughs> identified with Sam. Yeah, I know. It said she has braids with pink barrettes. Yes. She has like which neon is, pink barrettes which with is pretty like great, the, these braids that kind of stick yeah. out. And, and Judith is blonde mm-hmm. and you know, no coppery hair and mm-hmm. it's fine. And I really like the actor who plays Corey. Is that right? Yes. I. He's this kind he's of... He's very different than how he's described in the book. seems like this... Um, you guys clock his rat tail? No, no, I didn't see it. Oh, you have to look. It's like it's like at least six inches long. Wow. I did not. He is a, he is a rat well, tail. I like all his choices in actor That's kind of because cool dude there's a scene then. where they're I like this to pull is... it like wayside stories. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is such a small detail, but sideways in the scene, the lunchroom scene where he's sitting there, he seems more preoccupied with his eating than he does with what's going on in the scene. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so authentic because he seems like he was, this is, I'm crazy, but like he's genuinely enjoying the sandwich and would kind of like threw away all of his lines to yeah. like appease Judith, but was more concerned. Sorry, Sam, I don't know why I keep getting these confused. Um, but everything about his acting, I really liked, whatever. <laughs> I love the moment when later, when the third wish, when, or fourth wish? I don't know. I don't know. Third wish mm-hmm. when, when Judith starts, you know, being in love with Sam and he says, if your enemy used to, if it, what did he if, say? If if the person who used to be your enemy is now your friend, shouldn't should you be, be happier? happier? Yeah. If your old worst enemy is your new best friend, shouldn't you be happier? Judith, yeah. Judith is Judith. Judith is Judith. Yeah, just the way he said all that stuff. So that. we start off uh, basketball practice. Sam finds a necklace mm-hmm. on the ground. This yes. is a different part. There's no mm-hmm. crystal ball. There's a necklace. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and she puts the necklace on just because she finds on the ground and there's a klutzy moment where the basketball gets trapped on top of ropes and Sam gets up there and then somehow falls and then gets her foot caught in a ring. And then she dangles and spins upside down and it's Corey and all the guys yeah. put a mat underneath her and she kind of falls on it. It's and then, quite complicated actually. Yeah, it is. Very yeah. complicated. And I think presumably that's when she gets the wind knocked out of her because mm. there's a sequence where the teacher with her first or last name and all the girls in the basketball team kind of stand like, over Judith, her and talk her. Are you a yeah, and their voices start normal. Right. Relax. I know you're scared. Just try to breathe. You just have the wind knocked out of you. For a moment there, I thought the bird was really going to do it. <laughs> to what? Fly away. <laughs> bird girl cleared for takeoff. Because <laughs> she's been not had the wind knocked out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she died. Then it's at lunch and. And Judith's I do, like, I do want to comment on how genuinely concerned the coach was. Yes. Like, all the girls are sort of laughing. The coach was in tears. Yeah. Like, that actress was like, I don't care. I'm here with all these 12-year-olds. I'm going to... I'm yeah, that's hit, right. She was man. well cast. That's she right. was like really. Yeah, she right. went for it. And yes. when the team starts messing up, she was she's really upset. She you're is. right, Deb. You're she right. was very very serious about it. Mm-hmm. So at lunch. You know, Judith is making fun of Sam. Said she tried to fly away today, and everybody laughs. And she tries to talk back to her, and the egg salad falls out of her mouth. Nice mm-hmm. lip control. Nice lip control. And Sam is walking home, and then she hears this. How would you describe the sound effect that introduces Clarissa? I wrote crow noise thundercrack. Yeah, it sounds like a goosebumps, like crow noise kind of thundercrack. Yeah, yeah. It's this impossible <laughs> to describe noise that introduces Clarissa. And she bumps into Clarissa, and Clarissa drops her purse and all of her eggs. Yeah, yes. all, the, all her eggs come spilling out of her purse. Can anybody explain all, why all those eggs well, come out of the, her purse? She also had, like, feathers on her hat and yes. feathers on her cape. Here's so the, she was kind of a bird lady. She, she was, and I felt like she was half making a choice yes. to, like, do, like, bird-like tendencies. Things. She has long nails. Mm-hmm. She kind of, she's kind of molting all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger thinking she had Eliza Minnelli quality hmm. oh okay I mean, not exactly but and like then, like she, the lipstick and some of the dark, yeah, short dark. dark definite wig yeah. yeah and feathers and dark and she's very kooky and yes and she says um she's trying to find a way to moss avenue and please take me there i'd be ever so grateful <laughs> yeah and sam's like oh it's really all the way across town i'm like girl all the way across town walk all the way across town yeah like, what if we were in Santa Monica and Moss Avenue was downtown? Ugh. Like, oh, gross. So then she walks you wouldn't her... get three wishes. No, I guess, oh, no, that's, I guess right. that's Sorry, true. I wouldn't deserve yeah. them. Nope. So they get to, she walks her to Moss Avenue, and Moss Avenue is a bunch of rocks and a stone <laughs> angel underneath a freeway and a prop sign that says Moss Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some poor it's not. Dressing. It's not a street, it's a... Uh, Dirty, abandoned, <laughs> empty river set. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole scene, you can hear the trucks going by on the overpass. And Matthew also Although, pointed out that it's, it's the middle of the day, and it's, it's snowing. snowing. No, it's a two-shot, and when we're on Clarissa, it's, it's a sunny day. And oh, then we yes. Then we cut, when we get to S- Sam's coverage, it's, it's snowing. snowing. <laughs> but you see their breath, mm-hmm. both of them. You do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a freezing day out in the middle of the Los they Angeles River. They shot all of them in either Toronto or Vancouver. I forget which it, one. It, it looks is. so Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. 
I love it. I love it so much. Yes. I do. It's like it's like like the set though. It's like Roman ruins. It like, is. It isn't anything that would be in possibly the city be a street anywhere. Yeah, and literally just a prop stand with the words Moss Avenue, right. on surrounded it. by actual styrofoam rubble. Rubble. Yeah. <laughs> Roman and, like, rubble. Netting that's yes. like draped over it. Yes. And they have a wide shot that like you just quite clearly see that that is all there is right <laughs> yeah. there. There's no. There's not a road. No. No. Uh, I don't know how. It's a parking lot (laughs) with some rocks and a sign. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So, so, oh, I forgot to mention. When when she bumps into Clarissa, Clarissa says, that's my necklace. Oh, that's right. That's my necklace. You found my necklace. Funny how lost things end up in the strangest places. It's not amazing how lost objects... They find their way to strange places. So she, when she says, thank you for taking me to this this Moss Avenue, and she says, you can have this necklace back. I want you to have it. I want to grant you three wishes. And she's like, okay, I want to be the strongest player in the basketball team. Mm-hmm. So it happens, just like the book, yeah. except, you know, m- m- faster. faster yeah. And they're just kind of down for the count for the game. They don't become sick, and there's no more witch no. sequence. Yeah, they're yeah. just down for the count for the game after the game, immediately after... She runs into Clarissa, right? Mm-hmm. And Cl- she's like, I'm not happy. You know, I'm not happy. And she was like, oh, I thought she wouldn't be happy. Sometimes, you know. My wishes, they, sometimes they don't blah, blah, blah. Have a mm-hmm. mind, they have a mind of their own. And Sam kind of gives it to her. Sam, and Sam storms yeah. off. This actress makes some choices. Sam you know storms I mean? off. Strong she choices. <laughs> Sam yeah. storms off the next, I think it's the next day at school, um, people are giving She's GTI again. Sam guff. Yes. And... They're in the stairway at school. You're the reason we lost the game, Sam. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm. And even though it was everybody else, yeah. and Sam ended up scoring one point. Um, That's right, she did. She did. She did a, a textbook layup. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> just kidding. And, and Sam screams out, I wish everyone would just buzz off. And then Sam. Every, everybody turns into flies. Yes. And this is the first thing I think about when I think about this episode is actually that moment. I think that's so much Mercy better that as a kid, it scared than, me a lot. Than, than saying, I wish Judith would disappear and then having everybody disappear. Yeah, I agree. See, see I, I might have to diverge from you guys there. Please, I, I really like when everyone disappears. Now, I agree it doesn't make sense with the wish that she made. That's my problem like, with I yeah. don't, I don't like that. Like, I wish she'd say, oh, I just wish everyone would disappear or leave me alone or something yes. like that. Like, I wish I wish they'd all just leave me alone. Yeah. That would make more sense. But... I, it's not as scary. It's not as scary. Mm. The idea that you could just wake up one morning and everyone would be gone and you'd be the only one yeah. is creepy. Is it not scary to you because the flies were just animated black dots that <laughs> flew around? Or Probably. big, fat, fake, plastic spy. <laughs> or the same flies. shot three times of stock footage of flies? Of flies? I don't know, you guys. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was that. thinking about like, oh, what if I got a directing gig or something like that for an episode, but oh no, I got, be careful what you wish for, and there's a sequence I have to figure out how we're going to shoot the flies and do the whole fly <laughs> thing and how stressful that would be. That's what I thought about. I mm. mean, it's, it's as low budget as we can get with yeah. the flies. Yeah. They're actual animated black dots that yes. fly around. Yes. Yeah. So I forgive it. I'm not mad at oh, it. Oh, I'm not mad at it either. I hope it doesn't sound like I am. I'm not mad. I do like that they went the full extra step, though, of her being careful not to kill any of the flies. Yes, it's a really good point. And, like, not step on the yes. flies. But then at the same time, I was like, 
when have I almost ever almost stepped on a fly? (laughs) So at the same time that I was appreciating it, I was also criticized. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how, I mean, I understand why they did it, but a lot of the people, like she stops by a car that had stopped because the driver turned into a fly. And the driver, uh, the fly is like on the steering wheel just sitting Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. You know, and every fly is just sitting where it would normally be. Right. Flies fly. Flies are flies. Yes. Right. Fly, 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 fly. Flies is flies. That's true. So Sam runs home to her Canadian house mm-hmm. and Clarissa is there and she says, I knew you'd be upset. She like, kind of like picks up a fly and is like about she's to about kill it. She's about to kill it. her mother. And she's yeah. like, no, that's my mom. That's my Don't dad. And she's also just like helping herself to a mug of something that she's drinking, making her half bird choices. Mm-hmm. And the same thing as the book where she's like, you're happy with your wish. I'll grant you another one, but be careful, you know? And mm-hmm. so then Sam sits there and we go from day to night. Right, so that Sam, interesting lighting change. It seems like Sam sits there for maybe six hours. Yes. Yeah. And decides what her final wish is going to be. And I be. think actually comes out from like seated lotus. Like she's been meditating it's true. on yes. it. Yeah. And but then she still doesn't have a clear answer. No. Which is, her answer is that she, she wishes that everything would go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except Judith would think she's the greatest. Right. And it happens pretty much like it does in the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Jude, where Judith shows up. She like, copies the corresponding hairstyle, wants yes. to study that night, hides in her room. Hides in her room. There's this, I love the moment where Sam's in her room and Judith pops out of the closet and says she's been hiding there. And Judith has the pig, the pigtails. <gasps> Judith has the, the braids and I the pink barrettes. I love too. And Sam is in bed. Obviously, her hair is down or whatever. And as soon, it's never mentioned, but as soon as Judith sees that's how mm-hmm. Sam's hair is, she starts ta- un- ta- taking out the pigtails okay. and making her hair just like okay. just like Sam's. Actor moment. Yeah. So a lot of times when I'm watching movies, I'm like, oh, they should do this. I had that thought. I was like, oh, it, that girl should take her pigtails out to be like to be like Sam. And then she did it, you guys. She did it. It's like, I can't believe that the only time that's ever happened for me is in an episode of Goosebumps. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. It's season two now. I know. Up in the game. Yeah, that's right. So good. I also love that there's a there's a music cue that plays with every time um, Judith, Judith shows, shows up, up yes. and I wrote down hilarious calliope music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost carnival esque. It is. It is. Oh, I'll have to go back and it's look that up. It's a swirling calliope mm-hmm. of music that every time she oh, shows I love up, that. cartoon. Sam, over here. How do you like it? I mean, it's just for you. It's good. And how do you like this? Great. It's just like yours. That stuff is so fun for me. And and so Sam kind of does the same thing where she freaks out and runs Runs off. Runs away. And there's this really great moment where Judith is like hiding behind a tree and kind of pops out. It's like, here I am. There are two really great... Shortcut. Yeah, that's a shortcut. (laughs) She goes, I took a shortcut. It's so great. They're two great reveals with with Judith popping into frame. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it's so great. And... And so, just like in the book, uh, she, mm-hmm. Clarissa is there. With her bag of eggs. And with her bag of eggs, and... Oh, which one was the hilarious one where she bumps into her, but it's clear she's been waiting? 
Do you remember that one? No. So Clarissa is standing there with her arms. It's It's this this. one. Okay. So so Sam starts running down the street and Clarissa is there and puts her arms up for this. Like a goalpost. Yeah. She has this goalpost That the stunt coordinator told her to do. (laughs) And almost leans into into the actress so they can hit each other at the right moment and then fall back. It's a really funny. Oh, we got a real big laugh out of it. It's so funny. And so so she. Worth watching. so Clarissa grants her another. She says, "I'll cancel that wish." Mm-hmm. Most abiding yeah. wish granted yeah. of yeah. all time. And it's the same as same as the book. I wish I never met you, but I wish Judith met you instead. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but this is where the TV huge episode, change, huge, huge twist here, dark, fucked up kind of twist. So Judith starts talking with with Clarissa. Clarissa puts the necklace on Judith, mm-hmm. and Sam sees her, and Judith is like, "Fly away, bird! Can't you see him trying to have a private conversation?" Yeah, <laughs> and Sam's and like, so "She's, she's back. back!" And uh, Judith's wish is that. She says, I wish that wherever I was, that people would gather around and admire me. And the first thing we see is an old couple <laughs> sitting on a bench, and this guy turns around and goes, look, it's beautiful. <laughs> the beautiful girl. And we look and see that there is a statue yes. of Judith on one leg, arms outstretched <laughs> like, like she's, she's flying. flying. And, it's that, and it says Judith. Judith. Yes. And I mean, it's one cheap ass. Like, Ugh. it's cr- it's frightening looking. Ugh. though, I feel like this the the poor it's special smi- effects. Poor special effects, smiling like With this frozen mm-hmm. dead girl kind of mm-hmm. smiling. It doesn't smiling. like a pigeon. Come and then over. a crow comes down and lands sits on, t- on top her, of her head. head. I kind of think the crow is Clarissa. Yeah, sure. yeah, I'm sure it definitely is. Yeah, a murder of crows. Oh. So here's the question: yeah. Which ending do we prefer? I know which one I prefer for sure. You know what? I'm going to go with the book ending because I've grown so accustomed to this television show ending that I was genuine. I, I forgot that the book ending was something different. Mm. So I was genuinely surprised when I read the book and I was like, oh my gosh, Sam's a bird and she's flying away. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Just because the shock and surprise factor for mm-hmm. me today, I'm going to say the book ending. I'm going with book ending too because it's a tragedy then. Yes. Like, it has a hint of sadness. Yeah. It does. It makes me think of the ghost next door a little bit. Yeah, where it's like, sadness. You would think the twist that Arl Stein would do where it's like there'd be some kind of comeuppance, right. which is kind of what well, happens on the, the TV, TV show, show. But yeah. the book doesn't. Yeah. What do you- well, I also like that in a way, because Sam like hates Judith and tries to kill her a bunch of times, and like, you know, even that last wish is sort of twisted and mean. It's yeah. like you go through all the crap that I had to go through, you know? Like it's yeah. like she's wishing ill on Judith. Yeah. That in a way, she kind of deserves to kind of yeah, have sure, it turned on sure. her that way. I don't know. I think it's interesting. What do you think, Daniel? I definitely vote for the book. Yeah. Yeah. I, we rem- all think the I, book. Re- okay. I remember reading the book and being shocked yeah. and thinking, like, oh, this is dark. This is a feeling I haven't had before, like where things didn't go right. Right. Like things didn't go the way we we thought they would. Yeah. You know, and I thought that that sort of darkness was so exciting and twisted, and I thought it's so ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And even the way it's written is so ridiculous. What we should but do. But she's happy, you guys. She's she is. happy. She is happy. That's true. She what, doesn't know any different. What we do with every book, Deb, is I know this. we I remember, read the yeah. first paragraph and last paragraph of the book to make it one short, delicious, hilarious book. So exciting. And I know you already read that last page, but if you do us the honor mm-hmm. of reading this this first sentence and then the last paragraph. paragraph. Okay. <clears throat> Judith Bellwood deliberately tripped me in math class. 
Judith stared up at me from the ground, and I guess she got her first wish because she had the biggest smile on her face. Exclamation point. So it's kind of Judith's story. It is. Maybe that's why I'm constantly getting Judith and Sam confused. Judith is Judith. (laughs) The the book starts and ends Mm -hmm. with Judith. Mm. Judith takes action. Oh, such a good book. Mm. I really, really liked this one so much. Deb, this has been the biggest just spookiest treat to I have know you it's been a trick or treat I, I could talk for hours I really really hours. could I'm so thrilled to have you read and join and giggle and screech I maybe such a good time. maybe we'll have you back again <gasps> yeah maybe. maybe we should do that <laughs> if I get my wish oh right so Deb where can people find you watch you Twitter Instagram check out uh, Daredevil check out on Netflix. Netflix and you uh, know what 10? while you're at it check out um, yeah, your Twitter is just your name, Deborah yeah. Ann Wool, and I think your Instagram is just your name too. And then Daniel, you can get, you can find Daniel. His Twitter and Instagram is Danny Mac seven six nine, and mine is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. Um, and what I was gonna say is, d- if you want to see me and Deb together, we did an episode yes. of. I have a sketch comedy group called BFT Comedy, and if you go to youtube.com slash bowling for Tiffany, you can see some of our stuff. And Deb- there are no stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and Deb and Deb was a guest on we have a series on there called Aren't You Afraid of the Dark? And you see her with a side ponytail. Yay! It's true. Yes, you have a bird side So search for that. It's the it's, it's uh, the second episode of that series. And it's absolutely hysterical, and Deb's flawless in it. Aww. So check it's so it funny. out. It's so great. So yeah, youtube.com slash bowling for Tiffany. Um, and Matthew and I, yeah, I'm Danny Mac769. Matthew's Matthew Scott Montgomery. Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery for Instagram. And my Twitter is irobotujane. It's a Buffy episode. Deb, again, <laughs> we love you so much. Thank I you. Love Thank you, you so much. So Thank you. This is such a total so blast. It's so much fun. I don't think I've ever laughed so much. <laughs> been so great um we're we're planning on doing something a little special for our next podcast yeah for our 13th our 13th episode piano lessons can be murder we're gonna be doing a live taping of an episode we're gonna do it live we're gonna gonna show the episode of piano lessons can be murder on the big screen and then we're gonna have a live audience live and (laughs) if you're in los angeles Please come. Yeah, it's we, April April eighteenth at Saturday, seven, April eighteenth at seven p.m. at seven p.m. It's at the Let Live Theater, which is um, in West Hollywood. It's nine one six Formosa Avenue nine zero zero four six. I think three six. I think it's three six nine zero right behind Target. If you know where that is, so if you're free that night, please come and support support us and if listen. If you're listening to this after after April April eighteenth, just forget it and turn into <laughs> Netflix and watch Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if you are listening before then, please come. Yeah, for sure. For it'll, sure. It'll be a total blast. It'll be a lot of laughs and a lot of screams. So we will catch you next time. If you dare. The next time, you must be very careful what you wish for.